What's going on, y'all? It's your favorite drunk with Noon Belichick calling all the plays. Thank you for joining us on Drunk Us Podcast. Tune in to hear the latest news on sports, gambling advice, fantasy sports, and trade rumors, and more. It's raw and cut. You don't want to miss this shit. Make sure to follow us on all platforms, including our YouTube at Drunk Us Podcast. Yo, 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 yo. What's going on, everybody? It's Noon Bella. Check your favorite drunk uncle calling all the plays once again on Drunk Unks Podcast. Former collegiate athlete, former wig splitter, hard hitter, you get me. Yeah, I got my boy next to me. What up, man? It's your boy Campaign, man. You know, uh, just a little one. Oh, he ain't got it. He ain't got it. I got it. <laughs> no intro specials. I'm just going to talk my shit. Tyler Shaw, what y'all got for us? Introduction. Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's, it's Sean Ragland over here. You know, I'm like, like I say, every time BG alum, so go Falcons. You know, we got a, a big show for you guys today. We've got a lot of NFL playoffs and the NBA's in full force. So excited to talk to you guys. Thanks for joining in. Talk to you here, you know, UT alum, go Rockets, you know. Uh, we, we don't really rock with the Falcons or whatever, but, you know, we're just here to talk sports today. I'm excited to be on the show. And, uh, you know, I got some agendas to push. Oh, yeah, we always got those to push every week, every week. So um, we got three topics we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about NBA, like Sean said, in the playoffs. So we're going to start off with the NBA All-Star game. So I got I got a question to start off with you guys. Like, how do you guys feel about the All-Star game being in Indianapolis? I, I like it. I mean, I know that what the NBA is trying to do, they're trying to kind of bring the All-Star game to a lot of the cities that don't get a lot of love. You know, you usually see them in New York or L.A., but I like how they're kind of expanding it out a little bit to some of the smaller markets to get, get them some love. So I think it helps with free agency, too. I mean, if the athletes have a good weekend in there, you know, as far as Indianapolis, for example, it's not really a free agency destination. So I think if they have a good weekend there, it could be beneficial for them in the long run. So I like it. What about you, T.T.? You know, I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm movie theaters. I like, I like the big cities, you know. So, I, <laughs> so small markets. Huh? I think it's good. I think it is good for you know those uh, mid market teams, the small market teams, like Sean said, and uh, could could help with you know getting people more acclimated to those cities because you know a lot of people don't spend a lot of time there unless they're you know they have a game or whatever. But it's, it, I think it's a good situation for those for those type of cities. So. I'm okay with that. I'm a Pistons fan, so it's not the biggest market. But yeah, I felt you. What about you, Jay? Uh, I think it actually does. I don't, I don't think it really helping these these small cities, man. Just because they about to pull up in Indianapolis, it's about to be 20 degrees, and everybody gonna be like, man, I ain't fucking coming here. Why the hell would I ever come here? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's like it's just. I think yeah. the All Star Game. I get what they're doing, like you said, going to the smaller markets. But I think a lot of these smaller market teams that we're looking at are all these cold cities. Like we said, Detroit, Cleveland, I think it wasn't last year. You got Indianapolis this year, you know, Milwaukee and, and Minnesota is like it's freezing in all of these places. And I don't think players are going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to come here. Like, I don't think it's happening. But um, I do. I think I think this one is a little bit different, though, just because Indiana is the state of basketball. You know, when we talk about like the home of basketball and the creation of basketball, I think that one was a little bit different just because of the history of it. Uh, so you might get a little bit different if they play on that well this year. But I think in in terms of, like, just small market, uh, oh, I'm not a big fan of it. I mean, I Indianapolis, City of Lights. What do you mean? I think, I think <laughs> Indianapolis is a great city, though. I think it's a nice little city, you feel me? It's, it's very family-oriented. Yeah. I don't know about the nightlife because I never went out there. I always just go with my family, go ride bikes and shit. 
downtown. Super nice to all the bikers be out there and stuff. So like small market, I think I think it's nice because like All Star Weekend is like a family event. It's not like a kick it event. Like I get it. I get like the going on, but I feel like that's like more of like when you be with your team type of deal. It's like when you're on the All Star Weekend, you always doing something anyway. You always around players, so the motherfuckers could be inside the hotel room having a fucking time of their life, ordering strippers. Like you feel me? Like that shit is gonna come with any anywhere you go. Like mm-hmm. it probably was in Salt Lake City going crazy. Oh morning. yeah, so it's like it's like it was like, it was like, <laughs> <laughs> like okay. Is it like you call like a dry state? You can't yeah, it's like at a certain hour, but. I think at a certain hour you can't serve liquor or something. Right, okay. But I got a question. I'm gonna go online. I'm gonna actually start off with Sean. If you had to pick one city to have a fucking all star game like that, you want to play in? <laughs> what would you do? Yeah, order strippers for sure. Order strippers. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it got. I mean, it got to be Vegas. It seems like it's, Vegas has kind of turned yeah. into like kind of the sports capital of the world now. We've got a lot of franchises in there. Uh, you got the L.A. or you got the Las Vegas Aces. You got the athletics moving there. The Raiders are already there. And you already know the NBA is trying to bring two teams. So one of them is Seattle, then one of them is Vegas. I think, I mean, I think Vegas is the next step. It just seems like that's been the sports capital lately. You got all the gambling and stuff like that. And obviously the players are going to, you know, have a ball over there in Vegas. You know, So I think Vegas is really the next city to host an all-star game for sure. Sean, do you think uh, you think that they'll put an uh, All Star game there before that they have an actual NBA team there? I think it'll be kind of that inaugural season of the team. So I think that first year with the team is probably when they're going to get the All Star, the All Star weekend. So I think they kind of try to bring all the buzz, especially with the new franchise coming in, get them a little bit more attention. So I think Vegas is definitely the spot for sure. Hey, we pulling yeah. up to the All Star game for sure. What you think, Vegas. Tyler? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Florida destination. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Miami. I'm gonna go Miami. Miami, Miami. Yeah, you know, Miami. That's that's so. Uh, you know, I think I think that that's always a good time. You know, you're, you're, you don't have to say too much about Miami. You already know. You already know how it's going down. Miami. Beach. It's just good vibes. Movie theaters, you know. The two best cities that have been named already, you know, Vegas, Miami, I think will be the two that'll be very turned up. But I think you got some other ones, you know. I think Houston had one recently, but Houston would probably be a city that'd be really crazy. And then Atlanta, obviously, I think as well, too, for the culture would be another one that'd be crazy. I'd be in Atlanta. Atlanta doesn't even need all star every weekend. Every weekend in Atlanta, you got that. So what what about Arizona? What about Phoenix? I like Phoenix too. They yeah, had they, they had, had a Super Bowl. They just had yeah. a Super Bowl in Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, they did. But but you know that, that's a that's a good city. I think Arizona's underrated Super Bowl this year. Uh, yeah, I think it so. It is right. It is I think so. Yeah, that's about to be crazy. Yeah, so that's getting to these lineups though. I'm seeing a lot of a lot of shit I don't like. But before I get into these lineups, <laughs> do y'all like this new format? Or do you guys like you think like when we we're younger, the All Star games are way better? Like, what can we do? Make these better. Like, what what do y'all think? Like the so format. Are like they the going format. back? I thought they're going back to the east. They're west going back right to east west, but like, okay. what can we do to bring the excitement back? Because like you know, like as kids, bro, like we used to really watch these all star games. Like we used to be like, yeah. oh, fuck everything going yeah. on. Like, it's just like the Super Bowl. Like that used yeah, to be yeah. like yeah. this used right. to be like real hoops. Yeah. Like now it's kind of like gimmicky, kind of like the flag football shit with the NFL. Like I kind of liked what they did a couple years ago. They implemented with Kobe died. Like the the, the match point, that shit's like a hundred. Right. Plates like a hundred, whatever. Right. I like that because it was out there really hooping for a little bit. Minutes. Like for a right. little bit. It was actually hooping. What do y'all think we could do to bring that back in? Like incentives or like what do y'all think? 
I think I think one of the biggest things is, um, especially if you're going back to the East and West. I mean, baseball did this a lot of years as far as to the winner of the All Star game gets the number one seed, or that that conference gets home field advantage. Uh, so I think you can bring that in, just make it a little bit more competitive. I I don't really like how they went positionless because uh, I like an All Star format to be, you know, as a real basketball team would be in real life. I think a lot of the I think Adam Silver changes just because a lot of people get playing about oh this guy got snubbed, this guy got yeah. snubbed. But I mean, the reality is the league is just more talented than it's ever been. So obviously, you're gonna have a couple snubs here and there. But I think maybe the winner of the conference gets the number one seed. I think that's a that's a good advantage for the All Star game. Maybe that can fix it. I agree. What you think, TT? I, yeah, I agree. I agree with Sean. I, I, I also agree. I see Craig said just pick like, you know, we're at the park. I like that too. I mean, it's, it's always cool to get those dream matchups and kind of see players you might not usually see play together, you know, or not, you know, just stuff you would, you know, only think about in your dreams. So. Uh, yeah, because they're not I, in the same conference. Yeah, I like I like seeing it that way. So I, I I am cool with that. But I do like the old school East to West. What about let everyone wear their team jersey? Yeah, I mean, the throwback. Right. Like everyone wears, everyone wears their like own team jersey. It's, you know, white or their dark colors. Like, what about that? Like, that's just stuff like that. Hey, that used to be hard, bro. Yeah. You know, the throwbacks to Vince Carter, mm-hmm. Ooh, or even like is like the one year. Like, I always think about them Jordan. Like that was at the '97 or '98 All Star game where they had them teal like All Star yeah, jerseys. The boys was tough. Too. I didn't like those. I don't. Like I like those. I like the one set color. I didn't like. I didn't like. Yeah. Those yeah. I know what you're talking about. Like yeah. the Detroit Pistons teal. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, shits was nasty to me. I like them. Yeah, that's how I became a Chargers fan. That powder blue baby. Them shits was nasty. You know. So, so right now, All Star voting ends tonight. So, as of right now. In the front court for the Western Conference, they have Braun, uh, Joker, Kevin Durant, AD, and Kawhi, which I'm not – I mean, that's a lot of – I mean, I think that's a good front court. I think so. And for your guard, you got Lucas, Steph, Ty, James Harden, Kyrie. I'm kind of, I'm kind of like, irritated with this shit because, like, they're leaving out – okay, so, uh, eight, Anthony Edwards, Kyrie. Come on, you taking Kyrie over Anthony Edwards right now? Right. I think that's one of like the main like <laughs> I think that's like one of the main issues, just like the fan voting. Yeah, I mean, like the fan, like, especially with the Timberwolves being the number one seed, you can't you can't leave the best player off that off that yeah. team off the all star team. Yeah, yeah. and Simgoon is at, at six, like on the front court. Like I get it, he's a great player, don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's better than Sabonis. He averages twenty one and nine, but I'm just not I'm not sold on like how they do the voting. Like I need they need to go back and do it like how we used to do when we were younger. We want to see buckets getting scored. We want to see the flashy <laughs> shit. We don't want to see you and that bitch doing post score moves. Like we want to see <laughs> in medals. You feel me? We don't want to see no goddamn. We want to see some high fly dunks, value oops, crossovers. <laughs> Thank you. I think, right. I think at the same time, we kind of looking at when we looking at these teams here though is like what we saying. Uh, Anthony Edwards plays in a small market, which I think isn't a problem with it. I don't think he gets televised enough. Um, and then what? Demontis but he has the most highlights in the NBA. I agree. I agree a thousand percent. That dunk the other night was crazy. But I think at the same Don't time, yeah, I'm like, but at the same time, I think that small market plays a part. Because there's no reason, like you said, April's or Alperin Sengun is over Demonte Sabonis, and Sabonis is averaging like what 20? He averaged 20, 12, 2013 and eight. Yeah, that's what I think the fan vote has been going a little too far in the NFL right. and and uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 the fan, honestly the fans 
both shouldn't be as powerful as like you know people yeah. in the media and those people close to the game. I think uh but who do you want the media to vote though? The media kind of sucks. Mean, I, mean, ha- I, I I would like like for the players and coaches and and, and, and kind of like your peers, you know, executives, executives maybe to vote really. Yeah, I agree yeah. with that Tyler a lot because it's like I'm not I'm not trying to be nasty here. I'm not I'm not being nasty. But a lot of these foreign players, they got whole goddamn countries behind them. Like a lot of these <laughs> players is American. So like we already like it's already so many of these motherfuckers. Like I like single, he a Turkish player, like the whole he got a whole goddamn nation behind him. Like right, bro. right. So, like, of course he gonna leave, he number six in voting, but like your play is not number six in the NBA, like real position. So like why are you a number six in voting? Because you have a whole damn nation behind you. So we gotta do something differently. Like we got like you said. Coaches, executives, GMs, they got to, I think that vote, I think that fan vote should take like a 20% and then like the 80% should be like GMs, coaches, executives. Yeah. Well, yeah. I agree. I mean, I mean, I kind of get, I kind of get at least like, I mean, a Kyrie being on the team, for example, because like you guys mentioned, it is a fan. You It want to be entertaining. So I get why you want to throw like a Kyrie Irving in there, for example. So, and I, and I think like, you know, the, the contracts, you know, they really come into play as far as the all NBA team. So it's not as like damage it to the players, at least when it comes to all star voting. So I can kind of see why a Kyrie Irving, for example, will make the game. You just want to make it fun at the end of the day. Yeah, because he right. got handles too. So he's going to really put on a show out there. So I'm not, exactly. I'm not like disgusted with it, but it's kind of like, come on, bro. I don't think so. And he hasn't really played. So that's another, you know, I don't really know why, how he got that many votes. But I mean, yeah. Kyrie's a big game. So. But when you look at it, though, Kyrie in the last like, what, 10 games, he had been, been going crazy. Luka had been out, which, you know. Yeah. Kyrie still got it. Kyrie still got it for sure. He said when he plays, he's so, definitely there. Um, I'm moving to the front court of the Eastern Conference. We got Giannis, Joel Embiid, Jason Tatum, Jimmy Butler, and Jalen Brown. Which, um, I'm not. I'm. I'm about to be nasty again because everybody gonna hate me when I say this. Not a big fan of Jimmy Butler. He had a great. He goes crazy in the playoffs. But what have you done for now, me? That's lately? a questionable one because he yeah. hasn't played a lot. This but what season. have you done for me I lately? I don't. I don't. Like he's not that nigga hoop like me. Like when he, when I see, <laughs> like but, yeah, I see nothing but gritty buckets. I don't see no finesse. Like I don't see like I don't see a hooper when I see him. I just see somebody that's physical. He wants it more than you. He's not lazy. Like I don't see like no hooper in him. Like I see like I feel like he's a fucking football player that converted to a hooper and was actually nice at hooping. Like I don't see like him being like oh he, he Jimmy buckets like. Them is gritty ass buckets he getting. He don't get no easy buckets. Like he makes everything hard. Like it don't look easy. Like when he scored, it don't look easy. Like you know what I mean? Like KD makes shit yeah. easy. Like scores yeah, make shit look easy. That yeah, it was crazy. Who about you? It's coming to Bron uh, in gym class. Oh man, oh, man. bro. <laughs> but no, I think. Yeah, uh, when I'm looking at this list right here, Tico, like who would you put over Jimmy Butler though? Because I mean, like I don't in the All Star setting, I really don't think I want to see Paolo. I don't want to see Julius Randle. Yeah, uh, Bam I'll take Bio. Uh, I take Mikael over him right I'll now. Yeah, I take Bam. Bam. Bam should be in there. I would. I would. Bam's at number seven right I'll now. Put, I'll put, put Bridges behind Chris Dawson behind. Give me Jay. Bridges. Give me Bridges. That boy's at the bottom. That boy's a dog. He is, but. I just don't want to see him in an All Star setting either. I think yeah, that was wicked, Khalid. I, I think yeah. I, I think in the East when we're looking at it, bro. I think the East front court, like the players that they have in the East, are is slim. 
and the guards kind of looking slim too because they got yeah. so for the guards just Tyrese Halliburton, Trey Young, these motherfuckers got the midget crew over here. Trey yeah. Young, Damian Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Tyrese Maxey, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, they they are looking. Yeah, they're everybody busy. six six one six two size Halliburton. Yeah, everybody else is tiny. But I think did what, you did you name Damian Lillard, Jay? Yeah, yes. Damian Lillard is number three okay. right now on the list. Yeah. How do y'all feel right about it? Like, do y'all feel like he's finally getting equipped, like being on the Bucks? Like, do y'all feel like he's finally getting his stride over there? I seen him hit a game winner a couple of days ago. Like, do y'all feel like it took him a little while to get adjusted to that being with Giannis? I, I yeah. just, yeah, I think they just been kind of, they didn't really know who to like defer. They, it was hard for them to defer, you know, they're, they're new playing with each other and they just didn't know when the other ones should take over really at the good times, you know. So I think, but yeah. now they're kind of getting the groove. That takes time. I mean, it's just chemistry things. I mean, I think by the time the playoffs come, they're gonna be they're gonna be really scary. They are. I think so too. Did they gonna go back yeah. to the uh, conference championship against the uh, Celtics, or how do y'all think that's gonna play out? I don't think the Celtics are gonna. Oh, so, I Celtics, think. Man. man, I think the biggest issue with the Bucks, you know, I think they can obviously have a lot of offense with David Leather and Giannis having that pick and roll, but I really think the issue is the defense. Uh, yeah. So I think Drew Holiday really made a big difference as far as to. I mean, you named all the All Star guards in the east it's, it's pretty deep when it comes to the east as far as the talent pool goes and i think damian lillard i mean he's just like a turnstile on defense it's just terrible right. and yeah, i think Lopez isn't <laughs> as athletic as he used to be so i think the defense is really where they struggle but honestly like the sixers right now they look they, they look pretty they scary look they, they, they look fire. good, they look good. They look, the sixers look pretty scary i think tyrese maxi took that next step and you know, it comes to it comes down to the playoffs right. with Joel and B. Right. He is putting up crazy numbers right now, but I think he does look better than he did last year. He's a little bit more efficient, and I think Tyrese actually has helped him a lot. So, I mean, I think the Sixers right now are definitely the biggest competitor right. for the Celtics so far. Tyrese Maxey's nice. Are you taking Joel and B for your back-to-back MVP, Sean? I think you. I think you kind of have to right now, especially with their record and the numbers. I think Denver right now they're they're kind of in championship mode, like as far as to, they're gonna maybe coast a little bit towards the regular season, maybe rest their starters, you know, towards the end of the season because I think they have that confidence that they can go on the road and win. But I mean, the right. Sixers they need home court advantage. You saw how they kind of folded, you know, super quickly against the Celtics last year. So I think they're really going for the number one seed. So if they end up with the number one seed. Joel has the numbers. I mean, you have to give it to them. I think. Yeah. 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 So I got one last question for y'all before we uh move segments. So. Okay, we talked about this a little bit in the group chat. So if we had to, so if the NBA was to like, Brown was to retire right now, who would who would get the torch? Who would they hand the torch to? That's tough. I, I would. Yes, go, I'm I'm gonna go with Luca. I think Luca is, is is the next oh, one. But Anthony Edwards, Anthony Edwards, right there too. I think I think I think you got Anthony. I think Ja fucked his bag up. I think it was. Yeah. I think they were looking at Ja, you know. And uh, I I heard someone say Jason Tatum. I, I don't think Jason person, Tatum personally like, is going to be it. A personality. Yeah, I mean, not even a personality. It's just that they haven't won a championship, bro. I think you have to have somebody that uh, is – I mean, because Brown was passed and he didn't have a championship yeah. yet either. But I like Anthony Edwards' tenacity. Like, I, I feel like, like a, out of any young player right now, if I had to put a player where I think he's going to win a championship, like, I would say it would be Anthony Edwards. I yeah. think if they make the move of either getting rid of Cat or getting rid of Rudy Gobert, I think you move Cat. Yeah. Bring in another perimeter or uh, point guard, and then you keep Rudy Gobert for perimeter or uh, interior defense. And I think you have a legitimate shot at a ring with them this year. I agree. So, yep. Take a um, quick commercial break in a second, and then we're gonna when we come back, we're gonna go talk about the playoffs. We're gonna talk about vacancies. We're gonna talk about a little bit of everything. So, stay tuned. Yes, sir. Thank you.
Mud Talk is the only show that brings you the latest in music, news, and fashion and keeping your ears to the streets while you grind and shine. Hosted by Big T, Shay Renee, Amy, and your boy Red. Be sure to tap into Mud Talk every single Friday starting at 8 p.m. live on Facebook and YouTube. And catch us the next day wherever you stream your podcast. Back, we back, we back. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So now we getting back into that discussion I wanted to have earlier, man. Lights, camera, action. We gonna go. We gonna start <laughs> off like we've been. Doing. Sean, start off. Who was your go receiver all times? Mike Evans. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> Jesus, honestly, it's like a big ass lean. Oh back my you. God. <laughs> <laughs> like, big playoff win, so I got to show love to my bugs. So we'll talk about that later. Um, but as far as the goat receiver that I've seen in my life, it's got to be it's got to be Calvin Johnson. He just had the speed, the size, the hands, and he really carried that Detroit team through some lean years. So I wish he had a little bit more like playoff success, but. I mean, I think Calvin Johnson, I mean, as far as in my lifetime, is the best receiver of all time. I think that's, that's kind of hard to debate because I've seen him do Cowboys so greasy. I was there firsthand when he had he had broke that record against Brandon Carr. Oh, oh my yeah. God. Sex, bye bye. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Carr out there. I was like, <laughs> me and my dad was about to leave the game. He was like, no, I'll stay for a little bit. Then he ended up breaking the record. So he was like, we got to leave. Yeah, but one thing I got, one thing I got to mention though is I, I swear to God, if this dude didn't go fucking crazy, AB would have been the best. Like oh, yeah. in our life, I think there's no nobody better prime uh, AB because you got. I, I mean, his numbers are. Oh, his, he was insane, ridiculous. So. Right, he was ridiculous. So Tyler, who do you got? I already know who you're gonna say. I know he's gonna say. Yeah, I'm mad shy. I'm mad shy because you know that's 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 my pick right there. You know, AB man, that's 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 gonna be my pick, man. I, I watched Calvin too. I was actually there that game. Calvin uh, broke the record uh, for most receiving yards in a uh, in a season. Yeah. I was actually at that game, and uh, but I, I've seen Calvin. It was, he was he was actually really good. But AB man, he. He was something different. I mean, he, different. If, if he could have just stayed on a little longer there at, uh, in Pittsburgh, I mean, but I mean, he would have definitely been the best of my eyes, like hands yeah. down, hands down. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was I like, like that'd be the only thing like a thing someone would say our age, like as far as the AB, because like you yeah, know, you know what I've seen, what I've seen, what I got to watch. I mean, AB man, I, AB I mean, was just, different. just to see, just to see, like he didn't even have all the size or anything. It was just his his route Bro. running. The toe taps, I mean, just hey, everything. Hey, you can always call God. Always yeah, you can always call, call, call God. Call God. <laughs> call God. It was call amazing. God, it was amazing. It matter if it was a five-yard slant, a 10-yard dig. Or a 30-yard bomb. Like, it, just, it, just like, it he did, like, he the first receiver I've I seen. They were, like, three levels. Any level he hey, can route. get to. Yeah. Any route, the route tree, he was fast. He was quick as fuck. He get the ball, cut up, juke you. Like, his yak was crazy. Like, he yeah. did everything good. I, I love I love watching AB. Bro. Yeah, like I'm, I hate the Steelers, but AB and AB Yeah, AB oh made God. me watch the Steelers. Like I was just so like excited. Shame they never won a Super Bowl, man. They had Le'Veon back yeah. there. The AB, it's just like yeah. that was a special team. We should have. 
We just didn't have the defenses right at those times, so it just made it tough. So, yeah. shout out to God lead on that one. Yeah. I'll tell you my answer to AB. Fuck it, man. AB was the best. I don't care what nobody hey, says. Hey, I don't care what nobody says. He was about that because I was going to say, bro, like, I, I like Calvin Johnson. Don't get me wrong, bro. Calvin was good. But I think Julio was better than Calvin personally. No. That's, a hot, that's a hot smoke. That's a hot I think Julio's better than Calvin personally. And, you know, I think I think when we look at it as far as, like, everything that Calvin did, Julio did. Calvin paved the way for Julio. Indeed. Indeed. I'm not, and I'm not saying it like he didn't. I think. I'm not saying like he didn't. And that's not, it's not even a slight towards Julio. It's, it's just not. Calvin, which is so great. And he did that I mean, shit in a short stint. Like, what he did, he did was in a short ass stint. I agree, Julio still played. Julio is still playing right now, but I mean, he's playing, but it's irrelevant, though. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's that's not like he's really added to those that's numbers. The, he got much. the AP numbers out there right now. Yeah, he, he got the right AP numbers. <laughs> <laughs> he had like a random thousand yard season at the end of his oh, career, God. bro. Like, he's he doing that saying? AP like, shit right now. But I think, uh, I think at this, he's, he's chasing that ring. So, who's he's your goal receiver then? Um, in my life, are we saying in our lifetime? Like, who is that the conversation? Yours. I mean, he has to be Jay Rice. I'm gonna hit y'all with something right here because I got a lot of Brian fans all lined up. Oh man, here we go. If you really want to talk about it, if we're saying if we're saying in our lifetime, obviously I didn't see Jerry Rice. So Jerry Rice is the GOAT in my lifetime. It's not the greatest receiver I've saw. But if we're saying the greatest receiver all time, it has to be Jerry Rice. He leads every statistical receiving category. We talking about your no. opinion. Fuck the stats. We talking about how I mean, my team. It was I mean, your favorite. Yeah, who's your favorite? My favorite was okay. It's probably T. R. Randy Moss. And those are two great people. You just named. Yeah, it led that. Is. Jerry yeah. Rice shit was. So so he's the statistical best receiver of Bro, all time. Okay, so let me. So, okay, so what, hold on, wait. So what y'all gonna say about Brian in ten or fifteen oh, no, years no, for fuck, niggas that have? What are you talking about? Hold on, hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. I don't even go talk about Lonzo. Okay, so let me bring this up. So Jerry Rice player, right? Yep. He played against two. The top twenty corners, right? Okay. So yeah. when Cal- when Randy Moss played, he played against fifteen of the top twenty cor- top corners ever. Fifteen of the top twenty. Fifteen. Fifteen. Man, who was really cooking at that point back then, bro? Ty Law, Asante Samuel, Samuel, Champ Bailey, Charles Revis, Darrell Revis. Like he played with all these people. Man, like, by the he time played, was really there. He Randy played Moss against uh, decline. what's my man's that went playing for Tampa Bay? Uh, Tiki Rodney Barber. He played Ronnie against Barber. all these. Like he Andy played in like the, the you gotta the think about the area he played in was like a cornerback era. Like this one cornerbacks like learn man to man lockdown coverage. And Jerry Rice played wasn't no fucking lockdown corner, and that's no spike to him. I think because, Jerry Rice was playing at the same time. Hold on, let me, let, me, let, me, let me get my shit off. Let me get my shit off. When Jerry Rice played, he had Steve Young, Hall of Fame quarterback, one top 10, top 20 stats ever. So you gotta put that on top, of, that. Cowboys on top of on top of a defense that was good, running lot all them. So, like, you gotta think about all this shit like. Randy, like Jerry Rice, had all these things back and behind him. Like he, he was one of the first motherfuckers to run routes. He out there running routes against my goddamn granddad. My granddad had never seen no goddamn route. <laughs> like, he was and a I'm, granddad too, though. And, and I'm not, and I'm not trying to like slight Jerry Rice. He was just the first ever to really like run routes. So it's like when they seen that shit, it looked like witchcraft out there. Like he out there doing slants and yes. shit. Like what the fuck? I mean, but at the same time, no, bro, that's the time where he's the generational leader and like the NFL for that position. Like he's the first one to start doing that. They weren't yeah. throwing the ball at that point. He's the first yeah. one to really have multiple. He leads the but, league from all time so, thousand yard receptions. So how seasons. you don't throw? How if you don't throw the ball? Then how you lead in receiving receptions? 
touchdowns. But I, there's no way that he was you doing this at a, but he was doing this at a time where people weren't throwing the ball. Like he was the first one to really where you were able to just okay say fuck it, we're gonna chuck it to Jerry. That nigga ran a four eight forty. And was cooking niggas. Okay. <laughs> if you watch him on film, it don't look like that nigga ran a four eight. No, I mean ass. Shit, he's yeah. moved faster. Every nigga on the field, yeah, had trouble he keeping was, up with that nigga. He was just in there getting mixed. Bro, I think I think the thing is being a former DB, bro. I think you give too much respect to people. Like, oh, I'm about, I'm about to come out here and try to guard this motherfucker. Oh, I'm about to, oh, this this AB, I can't guard him. I'm, fuck that. He about to get jammed up just like anybody else. I think we get. Yeah. You think people are just afraid of Jerry Rice and they just was like that nigga. Sometimes people do be giving you like too much respect. Like they give you like I can't hold this. Motherfucker. So now y'all using that same argument against Jerry that y'all using against Jordan. I got Randy Moss, man. Fuck what they talking about, oh, man. Give God. me Randy. Uh, Randy uh, I mean, no, let's get what Jay is saying. Like, Randy. Stats, like, you can't really argue with the stats, but, I mean, you got to look at, like, the position's just different. I mean, the talent pool receiver is incredible. Like, you got right. Justin Jefferson coming in, breaking Everybody records. You got Chase, or you got Jamar Chase coming in, breaking records. So, like, these wide receivers are coming so in, good. like, rookie seasons, or, like, ready or, to go. So, I think yes, it's a little or, different, but that's yeah. CJ's point. But are you going to see – are we ever going to see anybody – Get that close shit, to those, yes. Ooh. Yes, yes. I mean, Tyreek, if he didn't, if he didn't miss those Tyreke. couple of games, he probably would have broken Calvin Johnson's all time. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's sure. just a different yeah, game smart. with the yards, but yeah, I think, I think now though, I'm like, they would have to. What well, Jay was at the top, I mean, he has what 14,000 yard receiving or 14,000 receiving yard seasons. Like, is there gonna buy, is there gonna be somebody called even like Larry Fitzgerald, who played for 15 years, damn near, is still five to six thousand yards away from Jerry Rice? I think Tyreek. You think Tyreek can get close? Tyreek is 30. I think Justin Jefferson. I mean, I think Justin Jefferson could be the head of the Had to be your best, your best, your best bet. He's going to go for two bands every like, season to catch up. Tyreek. I'm about to say, yeah, I, I would say at this point now to be able to catch Jerry Rice. Which is more games. There's more opportunities for that now. So that is true. That is true. There are opportunities. They they ref they ref the game different. The wires get off. So yeah, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot more offensive friendly. So I do want to transition to the playoffs now because y'all done got me started. And I could talk about Randy Moss all day, but I ain't gonna do that. You feel me, Mr. Moss himself? The reason why we go outside and catch it over a nigga and be like, "Oh, this Moss." Yeah, Moss yeah. We never yeah. said you rice a nigga. So, uh, anyways, niggas don't say Brian. Just remember that same point. That's true. That's true. That's very true. All right. So moving forward to today's game. So our first game of the day, we got the Ravens versus Texans. I think that's gonna be a great game. The line is starting off at nine point five. The over is at forty three point five. How do you guys feel about this game? Whoever wants to start off first, take us there. What y'all think? Uh, what you think? I don't know. You start off, Sean, please. I want to hear what you have to say first. <laughs> I do. I do want to hear what you have to say. Yeah. So, I think I think 9.5 is a little tough as far as the fall game. Um, I really think the Ravens are going to come out, you know, first half, really ready to go. So, just throwing that out there early, that's going to be my, like, best bet for this game is the Ravens uh, minus five and a half. But it, it's tough. Like, I think what I think the script could go as far as to the Ravens can get off to a strong start. You know, they could run the ball. Um, the Texas defense, they're still a little suspect. I mean, I'm not going to put too much stock into them being – a hundred year old Joe Flacco. I mean, we all knew that Joe Flacco yeah. story was going to end eventually. Yeah. Um, and I think they got a lot of big chunk plays, but I think the Ravens is like a little bit of a, of a different animal. Um, I would be scared 
to lay the nine, nine and a half points with them full game because, I mean, we've seen the Ravens go up and take a big lead in the first half and then take their foot off the gas in the second half. Um, so I think if you're going to bet this game, I think you really want to look at that first half spread. Ravens minus five and a half because they're rested. Um, and I think John Harbaugh and that, you know, coach staff is going to be ready to go. So um, I think the Ravens pull it off at the end, but I wouldn't be surprised if CJ um, scored a little couple touchdowns towards the end of the cover. So do you think, okay, so his line starting off right now at 236.5. Would y'all think yeah. he's going to get that? I think that's going to be easy money for him. I don't think so. It's gonna be easy I actually took the completions. You took the completions at what, 28? Was it 28? Um, or excuse me, not the completion. I took his pass attempts 36 35. And a half. Um, okay, I actually yeah. did a little bit of research, and yeah, uh, that, that line's been covered the past like, five <laughs> games for the Ravens. Yeah. So I think that's a good one. I took that yeah. thirty-five. So, I think I think people can't yeah. run against the Ravens, so you have to throw yeah, the ball. And, and they'll probably be down, so they'll probably have to pass Yo, a lot pass. more in terms yeah. of yeah. So exactly. So, yeah. I think y'all know what my best bet is for this game, bro. It's gonna probably throw y'all off, but my best bet is um, Isaiah Likely for thirty-eight point five yards. That's my best bet. I took I it. Over. That. I like that. He's gonna have to be the target because um, the Texans give up the most yards to the tight end. I like fifth. On the thing for uh, allowing yards to a tight end. That's why I thought Joker was gonna go crazy last week. So we're gonna try again this week. Yeah, no Mark Andrews. So. I'm about to yeah. say I thought I know they reactivated him off of injury reserve, but is no, he he's still not playing. Yeah. He ain't playing. He ain't okay, playing. okay. He's probably gonna play next game if they win. Yeah, I know they took him off of IR, but okay. And I'm smacking uh my my uh nine point five and taking that minus nine point five. So Tyler, you think the Ravens winning that game as well too? Is that your prediction? I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, I'm right. With, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just telling you guys, I'm right with the Ravens the rest of the way here. So uh, I'm, 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 I'm on Team Lamar right now. So I think, gonna, I think, yeah, yeah. I see. Come on, like I, I just think it's time for him to prove the doubters wrong. I think, I think this is their year. I really do. I really do. So I, uh, it, 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 it's, it's the story they want. Both the Harbaugh brothers won a championship this year. The same. Come on. That's what, like, they want. That's what they want, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just think I think this is uh, – Stroud's, Stroud's had a great season, but I just think this the Ravens are going to be way too much. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it could be a little closer to him, but I don't, I don't see the Texas – he's going to have his rookie moment this game? He's fine. I, I don't know if he'll. I don't know if he'll necessarily play bad, but I think it's just. I don't think he'll have enough. I think that defense is too good, I and I just don't think he'll have enough to really overcome. Really. Yeah, so. I think I think the Texans defense is going to be the ones that's getting shredded because yeah. I feel like that's I feel like they're going to have their moment this game because yeah. last week was real fluky. Like they really didn't have to they didn't have to really get in their bag defensively as far as schemes and everything. They kind of just out there free freestyling. And Joe Flacco was out there seeing fucking ghosts. He was seeing, he was seeing Brian Warren sapping Darrell Reeves. He's playing against uh, James Harrison and Joe Paul Waller or something. He's oh shit, is that Troy? Throw that shit down. <laughs> that shit on the field. Uh, he was out there tweaking. But, um, I think I'm gonna go Ravens as well too, though. Uh, I do think CJ is gonna. I think CJ is gonna have a good game, man. I don't think he's gonna have a bad game. I think this is gonna be a game similar to the Browns, where we thought the Browns were gonna come in and demolish them on the defensive side, and CJ was able to kind of perform. Um, if, as anybody that knows that y'all know, I had a lot of hate for CJ uh, throughout the last two years, three years, just because of what he did at Ohio State. But that's definitely changed from what he's done in the NFL. He's definitely shown his heart, dropped his nuts a little bit. Um, but I think I am going to have to end up going with the, uh, the Ravens. I want to see the Ravens get the Super Bowl. But this is a game where I won't be mad if, if the Texans win. I won't be mad either way. I'm just happy to see, you know, one of these quarterbacks continue and go on. But I do think the Ravens win this game. 
And I agree with Sean on the minus five and a half at um, one and a half. I think I think the Ravens probably have a touchdown league one and a half time. Um, and I think that the Texans do end up covering that nine and a half, though. So, OK, I got one more thing to say before we move to this game. I probably wonder why the big Texas got a uh, Lamar Jackson jersey on. We've been locked in like a uh, back for a long time now since uh, Louisville days. But anyways, oh, don't move to uh, the Packers before you drop this flag, y'all. Like, I ain't dropped my flag yet. You know, it's, my, it's my dog. I still got a dog in this fight, man. I still got a dog in this fight. We're going to move on to this 49ers-Packers game. The over is um 50.5, and then the Packers line is plus 10. How do y'all mm. feel about that? Mm. Oh, we. I have a lot of bets lined up for this game. I'll say that. <laughs> <laughs> let me just I'm gonna go, go real quick and then I'm gonna let y'all go. Um I'm taking that I'm spamming that Packers plus 10. I'm not gonna hold you. I'm gonna spam that. Um, I, did too. I think I think uh I think they, they kind of fucking up with uh Jordan Love on that one. But I do think San Francisco wins this game. But take that take that plus ten if you can get that for sure. Yeah, That's I all I'm gonna it. say. I took it. Because yep. they eight and one against the spread when they Three point favorites, three mm-hmm. three point underdogs. They uh, eight and one. It's yep. a spread. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I mean, I agree with you guys. I mean, this is like my best bet of the week is the Packers plus ten. Um, I mean, you just look at like the second half of the season. Every statistical category, um, as far as the offense goes, Jordan Love has been a top five or top three uh, player in the position. So, I mean, if you if you're telling me that Jordan Love is you know one of the top five, top ten quarterbacks, which I'll I'll go out and say, I mean, he really does look like Aaron Rodgers, so I think he is playing at that level. Um, you can't like you can't you know give the 49ers ten points, and I know that you know the 49ers are kind of a wagon. I mean, I know they're rested. Um, I know Kyle Shanahan's going to have a good couple plays, but um, I love the Packers plus ten. I also love the Packers team total at 20 over 20 and a half. So, I mean, you're basically, even if they do end up losing this game, I do think they're going to be able to, you know, pass the ball and they get, you know, down early. They're going to be able to have to pass the ball to get back in the game. So I think they score at least 21 points. So I like that bet. So the team total over 20 and a half. And I also, I also like Jordan loves passing yards too in this game. So, and the over in this game. So I just think it's going to be a lot of points. So I love this game. It's my favorite game of the weekend. 50.5. 50.5. Smack it. Hammer it. Hammer it. Hammer it. Yep. Hammer it. It's 8 and, it's eight and 0. It's, 2000, it's 8 and 0 since 2001. They came off a uh, major blowout since 2001. 8 and 0. Damn. Yep. So love the over. Love the Packers points. Love Jordan Love's yards and the Packers cover. So go Pack go. Oh, yeah. Right. He's here today. Even though they said, yes, sir. Tyler, what's your input? Yeah, I think uh, my favorite bet of the day is, is Jordan Love over. I think you know they. I think they are going to lose, but I think uh, even if they do lose, he'll he'll be passing the ball a lot. And he's he's a plethora of receivers over there, so I think I think we'll be able to hit all all those guys today. Even even with that tough 49ers defense they're going against, but I I, I also like uh, the over on uh, C Max yards. I, I think uh, C Max he's going to go for 100 today. I kind of feel like 90.5. Like, what is it? What yeah, is it? at 90 and a half right now. I would take the over. I think he's going to go for 100 today. I think. Uh, He'll probably get in the end zone also, but I I, I think um, I don't know I, I I'm still I'm still care I, I'm not sure if I'm too too uh, confident in the Packers plus ten I I think this could get out of hand a little bit I, I, you know what I can see they've shown that they can take things out of hand so I I, I think I, I think I'm leaning towards uh, Niners minus ten so I, when yeah. I when was talking I was kind of like I started thinking more about that defense and I was like. I don't know. The 49ers could low key shut their shit down. But they also like, had a week off too, though. It's like 
Yeah. yeah. One more thing before uh, T. Cole, you gave your preview, though. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to say, I think the Packers are like a live dog. I think if you're going to pick any underdog this weekend, um, yeah. I would I'd even sprinkle a little bit of Packers money line. Because I think That's the big thing is if, that, if they do, because um, the last game that the Packers, when they run the coin toss, they got the ball and they score early. Um, and I think that 49ers team is a little different player from behind. So yeah. um, if the Packers get a little lead, I think they can win. So I'm not yeah. even going to be confident saying the 49ers are going to win. Yeah, yeah. LaFour is going to come out there. He's going to have those guys coached up. They're going to come out there with that fucking attitude, man, because they don't care. Like, they know they're the underdogs. They're going to come out there with nothing to lose. They're going to go for it on fourth. They're going to go for it on third. Like, they're going to – they're not going to care. They're going to run the ball on their throat. They're going to – Jordan Love out there, triple crown. Bro, can we talk about this real quick before you switch to the next game? Dude, they had a triple crown. Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers, and now Jordan Love. (laughs) What, like what do y'all y'all think this is like are a we, good G, being a good gym? Are, are we really ready to solidify Jordan Love in that class yet? I'm like, I'm not yep. in the class. Yeah, I mean he's in oh, the playoffs. I mean he's in the playoffs, yeah, sure. like, but his second year sure. playing, like like sure. legitimately playing. Yeah. So he's in his second year. I think he's ahead well, of really, this is first year. Guys. This is first year. Really. Like really starting. Yeah, yeah. So it's like yeah. I'm not gonna put him in them class yet until we do it like two or three years consecutively. Right. But like I will. They haven't had any QB drop-offs since fucking Brett Favre left like I mean I think they know what to look for at this point I mean I think and a lot of people crucified the Packers when they took Jordan Love at the number 10 pick you know yeah. what was that three four years ago because yeah. they needed other weapons and things like that but I think they have a formula that works uh they drafted him and then not only when they drafted him it kind of pissed Aaron Rodgers off made Aaron Rodgers play yeah, I seen that my tweet yeah, that shit somebody's that? like yeah. they get they, yeah. they get your old you you like bring yeah. a young guy in a fire yep. a, uh start a fire to your yep. old, man old, old man quarterback and then you just they teach him and then he just watches for like three yep. four years and then, and then it's then like so why don't everybody do this format I mean like, I don't I, I think now yeah. you're gonna start seeing it though. I think they're too quick, like switch QB. But I think I think you're gonna start because when we look at it, I think the other most successful young quarterback. I mean, Patrick Mahomes had a whole year behind Alex Smith. Yeah, and got to learn and got to watch the offense, got to learn from Andy and got to learn from Alex. And he came out his first year was firing. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I, think, I think yeah. I think the biggest reason why they just throw quarterbacks to the fire nowadays is because, like, salary cap reasons. Because right. if you can have that quarterback on a rookie contract and right. you can build, like, the team around him, give him some receivers, give him a line, I mean, that's, like, the biggest advantage in football. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would lean more towards the side of letting him sit just because, I mean, once you throw a quarterback in there and he has a couple of bad games, it's really hard to bring his confidence back. But I just think yep. with the salary structure, um, they just want these guys to play. So And they just want to see if they're talented. Um, and then if you have that elite quarterback on a rookie contract, uh, you could really build the rest of your roster out. So I think that's one of the reasons why you just see quarterbacks just getting thrown out there as soon as they're drafted. We'll see it. Yep. So um, I think we're going to move forward to the next game. I know Sean's excited to talk about this because I think this is the best playoff game this week. Yeah, It's going to be the most competitive game yeah. this week. we got the Bucks versus the Lions. and uh, I'm going to let Sean start this one off because, you know, he's a Bucks fan. Only Bucks fan I really know legitimately. So let's start it off, Sean. What do, you, what do you think? Six All point right. with the over. <laughs> so I do want to point out that I had I did say the Bucks were going to win last game. Um, and yeah. in the first, our very first podcast, my first hot take was that the Eagles were going to lose in the first round of the playoffs. So I mean, it just oh, starts really just a line to where it's my favorite team knocked them out. So let me just give a shout out to myself for that. Yeah. Um, but as far as to this game goes. It's a little tough. Um, they played earlier in the year, and then the Lions won pretty handedly. Uh, Jared Goff, I mean, contrary to popular belief, he actually handled the blitz pretty well um, against the Bucs. Um, and they also lost 
They also lost David Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs, too. So, I mean, the fact that they still won on the road um, is a lot. As far as the spread goes, right now the spread is uh, Lions minus six and a half. I'd be a little scared to take the spread uh, like with the Lions because I think that you know that passing defense of the Lions, you can still pass on them. And they actually rank in the bottom. They've been actually 27th in the league um, as far as the yards allowed for slot receivers. So I think this is going to be a big Chris Godwin game. Um, but I do think the Bucks have a chance because that pa- that Lions defense, I'm still really not sold. Um, honestly, the Rams really could have won that game last week. You had that call on Puka Nakua that that pass interference wasn't called. Yeah. yeah. So I think the um, I think the Rams kind of could have won that last game. Um, I do think the Lions, like all by the side, I think the Lions pull it out. Uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Buck covered. So I would take the Bucks points. I'm taking Bucks six point five all day. Sprinkling the money line because this is what I'm going to say. People are going to think I'm being nasty. I think Jared Goff, I mean, Baker Mayfield is due for a bad game as well. But I think mm-hmm. Jared Goff is also due for a bad game because, like Sean said in the previous uh, podcast, there are blitzing guys team that are like top five in blitzing. Yep. Jared, Jared Goff, Goff is bad against the Bulls. You feel me? And he in the playoffs. So it's like, so it's like he going to be, I think he going to be seeing ghosts out there. Yeah. For, for at least a couple of possessions, and that's what's going to really come down to it. It's going to be a close game, so it's going to be a one-touchdown game with their goals. So it's going to be like if he throw one pick and they scored, I think that's going to be the difference of the I, game. I think at the same time, too, I think this game kind of looks like how this game looked last week for Tampa. I, bet, um, I think you're looking at it as far as Detroit has a weak secondary, similar to Philadelphia. I mean, the Buccaneers have good receivers, as we saw Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So I think we're looking at a game where – And Trey Palmer. Yeah, and Trey Palmer, yeah. And yeah, he wakes up pissed off. Trey Palmer's going yeah. off. So. David Moore, don't forget David Moore now. So they, got, they deep, man. I think they deep as far as the receiving four goes, and I think Detroit's biggest weakness is their secondary. Um, so I wouldn't. I, I don't want to say I would be surprised because it, it is Baker. But how crazy would it be if Baker makes the NFC Championship? Man, he's gonna be so nasty. He's gonna be the that, deepest bag. So crazy. What you think, Tyler? You over there so fried. What you think over there, man? <laughs> No, I, I'm just, I'm just over here. I'm just over here. I was over here laughing because I, I just, I'm just weak because I, I think the Lions are actually. This is a new one for me. I think the Lions are going to take care of business. You know, these are my, two, this is my two cities going against each other now. You know, oh my god! Me, I did know real quick. Tyler is worldwide. Tyler around this month. In case y'all didn't know, this past four, past In case y'all didn't know, he's from everywhere in the goddamn country. These, are, these are two cities go? going against each other, man. It's been, so it's tough. I'm about to go Lions, man. Like money I see, or, or points. What you doing? Money line or points? Um, I, I, I'm I'm okay with Lions minus six and a half. I really am. I really am. I just think I think it's gonna be way too loud in Detroit. I think Baker kind of had his run. I think this. I think he's due for one. I know golf could be due for one too, like you guys said. But I'm saying it's both. Yeah, it's like. But but I also just think uh, the Lions are just too motivated right now. They're too hot. I think I think it's gonna be too much for the Bucks on the road. I just think I just think it's gonna be too much for them. I think uh, the Lions cover here today. So somebody's gonna put on the after class. Is it gonna be? It's gonna be Baker or golf. Somebody's put on the after. It'll be both. I think the, I think the environment. I think Detroit's gonna be just too loud for for, for, for Baker. And I, you know one thing I will I say is, bro. Like I will say, Baker. Baker shows up in moments, man. Baker's not afraid of the, uh, of the moment. Baker Mayfield. I'm, I don't know, bro. They also, I, just, they have a, they also always, do just have a home game. So I always flash back to Baker planting that damn flag at Ohio State, bro, and it just it makes me fucking cringe. But I'm like, at the same time, game. no, bro. Kind of like how Michigan did, too. Well, okay. <laughs> Last time we were at Columbus. Oh, man. 
So that's hey, we on the NFL, guys. Come on. Yeah, bro. look. No, 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 no. We didn't. I was curious. Anyway, bro, so the next game, man. So I wanted to ask Sean this because I heard him say this was his, you know, you said the Green Bay was his favorite underdog. And I thought about the Chiefs. And, you know, the Chiefs are the underdogs for the first time. Well, Patrick Mahomes, what? Maybe he's only second time in his career, and it's the first time on the road in the playoffs. So it's like, you don't think that the Chiefs are your favorite underdog, Sean? Or you really like the Packers as your favorite underdog? You got that much confidence in Josh Allen. I think this is the hardest game of the weekend to pick. Um, Because I think these teams really match up really well against each other. Um, I think the two key things on this game is – one, you do have to look at Patrick Mahomes as an underdog. Uh, he's 8-0 against the spread against the underdog. So, I mean, when you're getting Patrick Mahomes as an underdog, you kind of do have to bet him. Uh, but I really do like this Bills team. Uh, I really think that he can move the ball a lot. Uh, Josh Allen's been playing a lot better. Uh, he took the ball a little bit better the last game against the Steelers. So, I do think that the Bills really do have the talent to win. Um, as far as the best bet, I think you do have to take the uh, – you still get the Chiefs my, uh, plus three. Uh, minus 120, I think, on ESPN bet. So I did already take that. Uh, but I really wouldn't be surprised if the Bills won. But I think if you just wanted that security, uh, that I think you have to side with the Chiefs plus three. And then the one other thing is that the Bills defense, I mean, they have just lost so many people over the course of the year. So they're just, I think they're just signing linebackers right now. Um, so I think it's really a close game. Um, but I would probably lean towards the, the Chiefs plus three. The okay. DBs are still there, Cassie. The DBs are actually pretty good. quite injured, though, ain't he? Travis White is injured. Oh, no, Travis White. Yeah, 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 yeah. we're talking about Bills. Yeah, Bills. Yeah, yeah. The Bills defense is disgraceful. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's cooked. That's why I said, I said, this is the, when they played Jaw, I said, this is their last week playing because they should have dominated Jaw. No, TJ Watt. They should have dominated Jaw, bro. Like, they they were like having, like, they started off real great in the first half. Then that shit just like simmered out. Yeah. I knew what. I knew what. That's Josh Allen's MO, man. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. He doesn't really – I think people kind of overhype him a little bit. I think he's a turtle machine. He makes mistakes. He kind of gets in his own head, I think, a little bit. I think when Mahomes <laughs> just come, being an underdog, how many times do you actually really get to bet on Mahomes to be underdog? How, like, yeah, like how true. many times do you actually get to bet on Mahomes to be underdog? You, you don't true. get – like, you count your hands how many times <laughs> you could in the last, like, couple years. Let me give you a stat, Mahomes being underdog. So hammer this line while you can because it's still low as hell. And it's real good money. So his line at 255 right now, right? Wow. So his um he averages 311 yards away and 3.5 touchdowns as an underdog mm-hmm. in a way. Damn. So Damn. his line at Damn. 255. So it's that's like, plus money. That's super plus that. money. Yeah. yeah, super it's like it's like yeah, so wait, let me let me ask you this about that bet though. So you don't think that if the Chiefs do go up that they might try to run the ball a little bit and kind of lean on that defense because I think the Chiefs, they've been a little bit different this year as far as to they really do run the ball a lot. Because they got Pacheco. I think this game is going to be one of those where it's going to be a shootout. I don't think it's going to be a game where you're going to just be able to just try to run the ball out. I think it's going to be a game where you're both of these quarterbacks are going to have to come out and, and perform. This is going to be a Travis Kelsey game. He's going to finally wake the fuck up. She Rice. She Rice and Travis Rice Kelsey. Going to be the guy it's going to be both of them. It's going to be both of them going I, crazy. I think I think if you're going to take anything, uh, Khalil Shakur is another one that I would Man, look I at for his yards. Did. I mean, bro, he's yeah, you know, no, Gabe, no Gabe Davis. Uh, we obviously know what they're going to do. Stefan, they're probably going to have safety over top to help with that on top of what they're going to have guarding them. I will uh, never bet with him again. I mean – Bro, it's it's crazy because if you look at his numbers statistically, you take his under, he goes he crazy. Goes crazy. You take his over, he doesn't. He only do get the ball. 
but it's like Brady. It's that dude, Joe Brady or whatever their, their uh, office coordinator is. Like since he's come in, he's only played, you know, his his percentage of snaps has gone down. Stephon Diggs, so it's hard to predict what the hell he's gonna do. Yeah, but I mean, um, I, I would take Khalil Shakur over on his yards. I would take that as well too. So, do you think they're gonna go over forty five point five in Buffalo? Mind you, that no snow. no snow, no snow. I like, I like the under. Like the under too. I like I like the under in this game, and I think the. My my bet of the week is definitely just Chiefs money line. Don't overcomplicate it. Just, yeah, just don't money line. I think I'm going Chiefs. I think I'm taking Chiefs 24-17. If I had to take a score, I think I'll go 24-17. I ain't doing the score, but I'm taking Chiefs money line for sure. I think I'm going to go money It's going to be a lot of field goals, bro. It's going to be a lot of field goals, I think. It's going to be a lot of long drives, a lot of, oh, we're going to get to the 20, grind it out, oh, we can't score, we're going to take the points. Because yeah. both of these teams are trying to win. This is a big game for Mahomes because it's it's a revenge game for one. And it's like it's kinda of, I ain't gonna say it's a legacy game, but it's like it's like this is my moment to like match up with Tom Brady. Like yeah. this is the same path Tom Brady was on. So like let me show who you how you I think, can be um, great. Who do you think has more pressure on winning this game right here? Because this is a big game for both teams. Oh, I mean, sure Josh 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 nobody sure. puts pressure on Josh Allen. Like you'll never see no, exactly, uh, exactly. Besides, besides the niggas, they don't nobody slanders Josh I think, Allen. I think it's more game. you know who I think has the most pressure at this Lamar. game? It's Sean McDermott. Lamar. Like on this game Jackson. right now. This game. I think Sean McDermott is this this is the game that can really predict his future comfortably. It's like if he doesn't win this game, you look at it as and now you lost to the Chiefs three times in the playoffs, you can't get over that hill. You but know, it's you like, like he, that. Yeah. Yeah. no, I, I agree. I think, think he's gone. Yeah, I think so they, yeah. 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 I think comments. But it's but they two and one. <laughs> they damn near. But they like two and one. They are going to Super Bowl after they beat them. So Josh Allen's a poor man, big man. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> that's, 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 that's not a lie. That's a lie. That's not a lie. That's the best shit you ever said, Calvin. That's not a lie. That's the realest shit you ever said. I think I'm not mad at that. Can I even say poor man's? Because I mean, shit, he ain't got no Super Bowls. He a little, he a little faster than big. I mean, yeah, yeah Super Bowls. Uh, they got some Super Bowls. I'll throw it out there. Yeah. I'll take Josh Allen ten times out of ten over Big Ben. I'm sorry. Hey, I will say this: Josh Allen looks like uh, looks Come like on, uh, John Elway out there. Nasty. He what? Is, bro. Like, he's he, he's a Josh Allen, bro. He, he yeah, got, he, he got, 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 he so, that guy. <laughs> so you do you think Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the NFL? I don't know if I got you a record saying this or not, Sean. Oh no, I mean no, it's definitely okay. Pat Mahomes. I mean Pat Mahomes is probably gonna be the greatest quarterback of all time. So for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. Okay. So before I uh wrap this up, I want to say shout out to Black Lido, Village Academy, yes, sir. Mini Faces Podcast for having us studios. Yes, sir. Thank you for having us. Thank you for joining us. Uh podcast. We'll be here next week. Thank you. See y'all boys. Thanks, y'all.